Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe joined by the short set king. You might know him as Fade and Fairway across social media. You won't find 14 clubs in his bag. The returning champion, Tyler Munns. What's going on, man? Living the dream, man surviving how about you yeah we were just bemoaning the terrible Oregon weather uh before we started recording it's uh it's not been conducive to achieve the lofty goals you have set for yourself yeah it's it's made um it's made practice a little bit more of a of a struggle a little bit more of a, a grind so um I I actually I saw my coach today and he was like, "Hey, man, we should probably um, start seeing each other weekly. We got to kind of cram for the exam." I was like, "Yeah, I think you're right." So, um, you know, like June is not too far away, so we, we've got we got some work to do. Yeah, we'll get to all that in just a second, Nick. I have to implore the patrons to rate and review the podcast. You know it's coming. Please leave your review on Apple Podcasts, and Nick. Do we have an update? Because currently the promotion we're running is if you're able to correctly identify or get close to how many greens and regulation Nick is going to hit combined for the months of March and April, you will win a box of Piper golf balls. Nick, last week we were at one. Are we still at one? We're still at one. Okay. Um, I haven't, I haven't, this is a midweek recording, just, just for the listeners. Okay? That's fair. It's a midweek recording. I, I haven't got my, my, I play golf once a week. Have not gotten my round in yet. We're still at one. You've got small kids. Getting out there tomorrow afternoon. Optimistic. I will at least double my greens and regulation total in 2023 when I get to the course again for another round. I love it. That's your GER report brought to you by T-Box Coffee. Use promo code TURN15 at checkout for incredible savings. All right, enough of that. Tyler, what's in your bag right now? You're the short set king. You're part of the less than 14 movement. Today, what is what is the game set that you have set up right now? Uh, that's a good question, a timely question. So when I first started uh, or when I kind of set out on the journey, it was nine clubs. So it was a 58-degree wedge, a 50-degree wedge, and then nine 
like a four wood and a driver and then my putter. So nine clubs. Um, as I've gotten through more of kind of the, the, the journey to work on more technical stuff and in, improve my scoring, I've uh, had to uh, kind of humble myself a little bit and say that maybe nine clubs to, um, you know, to, to do something that I haven't actually done with 14 clubs yet um, is maybe a little bit lofty and I might be setting myself up for a little too tough of a challenge. So I've been toying around the idea of like throwing in a couple extra irons. Um, and so like today I had, um, I, I added in the a pitching wedge and an eight iron and a, um, I, yeah, that's a pitching wedge, eight iron and six iron. So there's like 12 clubs in the bag at the moment, but I don't know if they'll stay. It'll be at least, so, it'll be nine, but it could be 12. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Is it like you just get in too many situations where you're like, oh my God, if I had a pitching wedge right now, this is a green light special. Is it like you, you, you just find yourself in these scenarios so often that you just realize I'm, I'm putting myself at a penalty. I'm going to be playing against guys that are plus four. And for context, what we're talking about is you put this out on social media, you're trying to qualify for the Oregon amateur championship, which is in June, the qualifying for it and to do it with less mm-hmm. than 14 clubs. Yeah. And, uh, it, I don't think it's so much like, Oh, I, I want to have more stock shot opportunities that will certainly help, but it's, it's more of a, um, like if I'm in between, so I'll try to give an example. So it's like if I were in between a, a like a an eight and a seven, you know, like like eight would probably be good, uh, or no, like um, like a seven and a six, right? And it's like oh, six would be kind of be good, but seven could maybe get there, but it's like right in between that. So, but but I I really can't be short, so I can't hit the seven. Well, now I have to hit a five iron and like, like those situations, that's where things get really dicey. And like, if you start trying to decel or do like weird stuff, like try to feather too much, then like I'm, I've noticed that I've entered into this or I, I get stuck in these situations where like my miss can be horrible. And so in doing like a little bit of soul searching and trying to take stock of like what my abilities are right now. And taking, you know, keeping in mind what my goal is, which is competitive golf. Um, I think adding a few extra clubs in the bag uh, is probably going to be good. And so I kind of have, I've had to make the decision like, hey, what's more, what's the more important aspect of this like challenge I've given myself? Is it qualifying or is it like adhering to the like least amount of clubs in the bag? And I think I've decided that like playing well and qualifying are my number one objective. And if I can do so with like 10 or 12 clubs in the bag, probably 12, then I'm going to, you know, that's great. And then it just kind of opens up like challenge 2.0. It's like, all right, if I do it with 12, what, you know, maybe I'd try to do it with 10 next year or something like that. Um, but I just, yeah, like trying to avoid the big miss and, and like giving myself fewer opportunities or, or fewer instances where I really have to try to like feather one, um, like super feather one 
um, is, is really like where, where I've started to have to think about that and, um, and, and maybe try to eat, you know, take a little bit of medicine and say, I might need a few extra clubs to get this done. So that, that brings up like a, a really good point because I, as a bogey golfer, if I'm over a hundred yards, I'm only hitting stock shots, right? Because I'm just trying to put it within like anywhere on the green, which I did one time mm-hmm. in 18 attempts in my last round. Um, so like my, my, my target is huge. So like, I'm, like I said, I'm only hitting stock shots. If you're playing to pr- more precise targets and you've only got every other, like in that nine club set you just described with, with basically odd, odd numbered irons, like what are your yardage gaps between your five, like a stock five, a stock seven, a stock nine, like you're probably almost never hitting a stock iron with that kind of makeup, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Um, my, you know, the, the gap is like 25, 30 yards in between each club. Um, and so it's the, like the perfect number is pretty far, you know, few and far between. Um, but it's not as, it, it's not as, uh, you, I'm not as far off as you might think, you know, because, and this is something that I think any golfer can, and it's taught me about the game um, is to consider a lot more data points when you're out on the course. Right. So it's like if you gun the pin and it's 135 yards and you're like, well, shit, I don't have a 135 yard club. Um, it's like, well, wait a second. Let's think about this. All right. So pins back. So 135 yards is is me hitting to the pin. If I were to hit to the pin in a lot of cases, especially if we're talking about like summertime, greens are firm, that's dead. Hitting to the pin would be the worst thing that you could possibly do. So now all of a sudden I'm aiming at the center of the green. Well, what's that yardage? Let's say it's 125 yards. Okay, cool. 125 yards. That's easy. I know if I three quarter a nine iron, I'm hitting it about 125 yards. Um, and like all of a sudden, like the number becomes a lot less important um, the, or at least the number to the flag becomes way less important. And it's like, it's this, you know, big thing, you know, called course management. We've all been beaten over the head saying like, you got to manage your way around the course. So it's like, Hey, when, when I don't have, when I have half as many stock shot yardages as someone playing 14 clubs, not, not quite half, but you know, generally, yeah. um, roughly half, then all of a sudden, like you, I'm taking those types of data points into consideration more than I ever have, which is funny because if I were to add 14 clubs back in, I should still have the same exact approach. Um, but you know, like, and it's, it's going to help me. And that's like what pros are doing. When you, when you listen to, when, when we're lucky enough to get a hot mic, you know, between the caddy and his, and his player, um, or her player, um, you know, they're usually giving you the, the number to the flag and like a front number and, you know, you know, you want to hit it somewhere in between there. And so I think a lot of weekend warriors, myself included, don't, don't really necessarily take into account that second data point. And then if you're thinking about like third data point, like, okay, how long can I go past the pin? Um, you know, cause that'll make a difference, like, you know, cause in some cases it's like, oh, pins middle, but short is dead. If I go long, I'm okay. So how long can I go? Like those, like you, you start taking into consideration those data points, which most amateur golfers don't do. Um, like you're going to put yourself in a lot more better positions to score well 
Uh, and, and I would say that's one of the things that like taking some clubs out of the bag and forcing myself to think about those things has done to improve like my overall game. So, you know, all things equal, I think, you know, if I go back three years and I'm playing in a full set and I play a full set tomorrow, like I think you change nothing about my swing. You change nothing about my mechanics um, or my skill set. Like I'm going to be making a lot better decisions today than I made three years ago. And I bet you that's going to equate to two, three, four, maybe five shots around um, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to be putting myself in dumb, you know, dumb situations that are avoidable if you just, you know, consider a couple extra data points. Right. Like having a 14 club set doesn't force you to think about all those other things. It's just like, Oh, it's 135. I've got a, I've got a club for that. Here we go. Whereas like, if you don't have a club for that. Then you have to start thinking the way you probably should be thinking anyways. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I can't get there. Would I rather be really short or really long? Okay. I'm good with really short. Cool. I'm going to hit it short and take my medicine and try to two putt or chip and putt or whatever. And, um, and, and like, that's a skill that you can take across, you know, that, that translates to however, whatever your equipment strategy is, it's going to make you a better player. Do, do you ever take um, that to the, I'm sorry, Joe, I got one more. No, question. I'll, no, I'll, I'll step I just aside have to interrupt. This. this isn't even sure. for Tyler. I'm, I'm completely shook by what you said. You only have stock shots with irons. I, I'm, I'm I can't wait to talk to you about that in Rhode Island. Like, I've known you for a decade and I, I've never heard you express that before out loud. That's just, that's so interesting to me, but you can, you can, you can ask your question of Tyler. I just, I needed to say that out loud. So I remember when I listened back to this, that you said that well, so we can then talk about it later on. Yeah, outside a hundred yards. Like you think it's I'm not like, good or bad. I, in between, I just, it's like, I, I'm never in between like a seven and an eight. Sure, like it's just, sure. it's just like, okay. Cause I'm missing by more than 10 yards. Right you know, half the time with those clubs anyway. So it doesn't matter. I'm just playing to a larger target. Yeah. Um, but my, my, my next question for Tyler is like, do you ever take that strategy to the next level? Like, like almost like a game of chess, like, okay, off the tee, I know I don't want to just smash driver as far as I can, because I'm going to be in this like awkward position. Like I'd rather, I don't want to say lay up to a yardage, but I guess like play to a yardage that you know you're comfortable with because you think that gives you the best chance to play the hole or are you just playing it one shot at a time, hit it and, and wherever it goes, you figure it out from there. Um, yeah. So like off the tee, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to do that. Cause like, A, I'm not that accurate. Like I, I don't, you know, like the, the, there's so many very, like when you're talking about driver, there's so many variables. There's so many more opportunities for like you to miss hit or, you know, path and, and all that stuff to be like, like variants in between shots. So, and, and if you think about, and I've like read a lot and listened to a lot, like Scott Fawcett about decade golf and, and, and you look at the statistics and it's just like, get it as close as you possibly can to the hole. And on average, you're going to score better. So off the tee, I'm just like, Hey, I want to hit it as far that's, as I can. Sorry, Tyler, we're smiling. Cause that's an eternal battle. Nick and I have, um, yeah. I say that's wrong. Everyone else says it's right. I'm sorry. Continue. It's all right. So it's like, for me, it's like, I'm going to hit it as far, as far as I possibly can. And sometimes that means that doesn't mean driver because like I can't hit it, you know, like there are things that are blocking me or it's like the area at which my driver would land within 30 ish yards is like not a good place to be. Um, you know, Joe, you'd know like stone Creek, for instance, number 12, 13, it's like that downhill 
it gets super tight where there's like shit on the left. And then you have like, just basically like a cliffside on the right. Like you, I, I don't yeah. have the juice to bomb it over that gap. So I have to hit, I have to lay up because which is a harder hitting shot. driver hitting. Yeah. Hitting driver. Like yeah. I'm, you know, I've got a 10 yard landing area. That's not going to work. I'm not that accurate. So, but for the most part, to answer your question, I, I'm not really thinking about my approach shot on my drive, like on my drive. I will think about my approach shot if I'm like laying up on a par five or if I get myself into trouble on a par four and I need to kind of punch out, I'll think like, okay, you know, I don't really like a 50 yard shot. So I'm probably going to lay it back a little bit because I feel a lot better about like a 70 to 90 yard shot. I can, I practice that way more than I practice like a 50 yard kind of in between pitch shot. Um, and so like, that's where I'll consider my next shot before I've hit the actual shot. Uh, but off the tee, it's just like pick a target, hit as far as I'm, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. the course allows me to. Documenting your journey. Has it forced you to be accountable in what you're doing or do you get more pleasure from the response to what you're going after because this is such a saturated market right now, golf, content, social media, but you found a lane where you really are doing your own thing. So I'm curious the response you've gotten versus the accountability you have by putting it on social media, kind of forcing yourself to really see this through. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think part of it is the accountability aspect. I mean, I, I, I've done this thing recently where I plan out my week, how I want to practice, and then I post that on Sunday. And, um, you know, people see that and people comment on it. And, you know, people, um, you know, like, and so that, that kind of gives me a little extra juice to say, you know, in some cases where I'm like, like, for instance, today I had on my list to go, you know, do some strength training in the gym and then work with my coach. Um, had some stuff pop up in the morning, wasn't able to go to the gym, went to my coach, had kind of a not, you know, a little bit of a frustrating session, um, just having to realize that I'm not as far along as I want to be. Um, and, and I have no one to blame but myself, but, um, you know, my, my coach is wonderful, but, um, you know, I was like, just not feeling it. Work's super stressful. I'm tired. Um, you know, I, I had a, a work trip over the weekend. Like I've just been grinding. Um, and I was like, man, I really don't want to go to the gym. But then I'm like, well, shit, I posted that I'm going to go to, the, you know, that I need to go to the gym today. And I want to be able to check that box when I do my week, you know, my midweek or end of right. week check-in. And so part, part of that is like kind of a pride thing. And I, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm basically like manipulating myself into, um, into sticking with it. Um, the other aspect of it is, is certainly like, I've really enjoyed the response that I've gotten, which in a lot of cases people are like, Hey man, you're inspiring me to try, um, you know, to like work on my game. You're inspiring me to get out there and practice and, and grind and like, um, and, and the encouragement, right? Like I've gotten a lot of people just like, Hey, I'm following your journey. I really I like, I'm rooting for you. I'm, I love watching your journey and I'm, I'm hoping that you do a good job. Like, and, and, um, I think that I, is just fills my, you know, fills my cup for sure. Um, the other aspect of it too, I think is that, um, there are parts of golf, especially on social media. I mean, social media in and of itself is like fake, right? Most people for the most part are, are just posting highlight reels. Um, and I think like that can be kind of 
it can kind of grind you down a little bit. You know, if you, if you watched, um, if you watched, you know, all these golf influencers on YouTube and, and Instagram and TikTok, it's like, some of them you'd swear like they're actively choosing not to go pro because you know, they'd win yeah. too often. Um, <laughs> what are the good, good guys and, doing? They could win the players championship. Oh my God. <laughs> right. And like, that's, yeah. I mean like that's what you think would happen. And or like, that's at least the perception you get when it's just like, it's just not how golf is at all. Even at the highest level, you know, I mean, Dustin Johnson has a great quote where he says like, I'm the best player in the world. This is back when he's number one. He's like, I hit some of the worst shots you've ever seen in your entire life. Um, so I, I want to per- personally, like it would be very valuable for me, especially like a younger me to see like someone who's decent struggle and like go through these bouts of where you're just like, dude, I'm a little lost. I'm really not like feeling it. I don't want to go practice. I, I, I like, I'm struggling with these concepts. I'm struggling, you know, to, to like emotionally and mentally to like stay positive. Um, and like kind of normalize that and say, that's okay. Like in golf and in life, like life's hard, man. Shit's tough. And, um, it's okay to, say like dude today got the better of me and i'm i'm struggling and i don't want to get up and do it again tomorrow i kind of want to just crawl into a hole and you know and maybe take a nap and um you know i i think one thing i've i've noticed is when you cut when you put that out there like humanity kicks in in a lot of people and when they see that they're like oh dude no no i got to encourage this guy i don't you know these people i don't know i don't know their first name I don't, you know, like I've never met them and they're messaging me like, dude, stay with it. Like, keep your head up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, that's so cool that someone would take time out of their day to encourage someone that they don't know going through a tough situation. Um, and not that you're in this category, Tyler, but like, I'm sorry, but not, not that you're in this category, but some of the most compelling people on golf social media right now are like the quote unquote average or bad golfers that still do vlogs as if they're scratch golfers. Cause it's fascinating to see someone just be like, all right, I hit my first one out of bounds. Second one dribbled off the tee, hitting five, hit it up to the green, hit a shitty putt, knocked it in for an eight. We go to number two. And like, that is really interesting content because it is the antithesis of the Mm. good, good or guys making an albatross every other hole. And again, not that you're in that category, but I think you documenting what you are doing and showing the struggles and saying, you know what? I didn't get to the gym today. Those things are relatable. And I'm sure that's what people are responding to. Yeah. I think obviously like statistically, right. I'm capturing a mark, you know, a a segment of golf that relates to a lot more people than, you know, a a much higher level player, you know, would. And, you know, I think it's like a combination of um, it's, I mean, it all comes down to like, what would I want to see? Like a, I think people just people who love golf want to consume golf content, whatever it is, you know, we um, we've seen like, it, it doesn't have to be, it, it can be anything. Like people just want to like watch it and see it and watch other people do it. Um, you know, it's very similar to like e sports, right? I mean, like watching other people play video games. I don't play video games, but I imagine if I did, I'd probably gain a ton of enjoyment out of watching someone else that's very good at it or who's not good at it, but somewhat personable, um, do that. And so I think like golf kind of fits in that, um, in that category. Um, you know, but beyond that, like 
everyone who plays golf wants to be better at it. Um, and so seeing someone try to do that, I think is, um, it's cool. Cause one, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting narrative. Um, but beyond that, it's like, it can encourage me. I can say like, you know, I'm putting myself in someone else's shoes. Like, I mean, if I saw someone like really trying, <laughs> earnestly trying, um, and struggling and, and, and having highs and lows, like, shoot, man, like if, if, if he can do it, like I can do it. Um, and so I think it's, yeah, it's just like a combination of, of, of a lot of things that are, that just kind of speak to the human spirit. And, um, you know, golf is, is funny that way. Golf really does mirror, uh, life, um, but more so than I think any other, you know, game or activity or, or whatever you want to call golf, um, um, does. And so I think like, creating content around it that is approachable is um it, it's fun for me it, it's probably more fun for me than it is for anyone consuming it but um you know I, I do know i do know that i'm making an impact i do know it because people tell me like i get messages um and that makes me that kind of drives me to just continue doing it if, if you know if not for myself, at least for, for folks who have said like, Hey, you're encouraging me. It's like, man, I don't want to let down, you know, golf guy, 1972, um, <laughs> you know, on Instagram because like they, you know, they're taking the time to like send a, a, a note of encouragement. And that's just, to me, that's a very wonderful thing. Nick, do you want to ask about, uh, getting some help with your goodwill? Yeah. So, a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, I made a commitment to get some goodwill, some secondhand clubs. I think I set a budget for myself for $40 to, to get um, whatever clubs I can get my hands on and play a round of golf with them and compare how those clubs perform to my full gamers, which are all, for the most part, you know, five years or less old, a full 14 club set. Um, I'm having a little bit of trouble finding left-handed clubs. Uh, And so I'm wondering if you have first, like where, where do I find the hidden gems? I've gone to a couple thrift shops uh, other than a a three iron that was made for a nine-year-old and uh, a bullet putter for two ninety nine, which or a bullseye putter. I don't know why I keep calling it a bullet. Um, That I had that by the way. No, I I feel like that's something I can get at any at any point yeah. when I want one. I can get that's one. I, I'm holding out for something a little better. Any tips like yard sales, Facebook Marketplace, like Craigslist? I feel like once you go on the internet, people have looked up the value guides. They're taking the time to post something, so you're not going to find like that seven dollars Scotty Cameron. Um, <laughs> what what do you suggest? What do I got to do? Yeah, I would say. Um... Yeah, Facebook Marketplace is probably going to be a good one. Yard sales are great. Um, uh, type in divorce sale on Craigslist. Mm. Um, oh. I bet you find some golf clubs. Um, I be, wow. Yeah, I bet you find some golf clubs. Um, I negotiate a pretty good price. <laughs> That's the pull quote from this podcast. Yeah, especially wow. especially if you yeah especially if you are down to you know shit talk some dude you don't know. Like I'm sure you can get a good deal. Um, I'll do whatever it takes to to achieve this goal. So yeah, I would say I'd say yeah for lefty that's tough. That's that that yeah. that's a uh, that's a layer of difficulty that um, is is truly unique to your situation. So I would say 
yeah, I would say you're going to have to go to the internet. And, um, oh, the other one too is uh, Goodwill Online. Have you, have you done that? No. Okay. So check that out because you can get some Just great Online.com. It's, uh, I'll, I'll, I have the link saved somewhere. I'll email it to you, but I think it's like shopgoodwill.com or, or something like that. Okay. They have like an, it's like an auction site basically. And, um, wow. you can get some pretty sweet deals on some decent, decent stuff, you know? Um, so I'll check that out. Would say, I be able to, go ahead. Would I be able to like find exactly what I'm like, would it, would it say like, this is a, this is a, you know, a Wilson whatever like three iron for 299 from like the 1970s or would it just be like left-handed golf club variety yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it totally it totally depends on who which which goodwill employee is posting it and mm-hmm. so like you'll yeah. get somewhere it's just it's like gonna be a left-handed of, golf club it'll just <laughs> say lot of golf clubs or something yeah. will be like uh, r9 you know golf driver i mean it, it's it's you, you it's very clear that like whoever's posting these knows nothing about golf so you just kind of like i always just post put golf in there as a catch-all mm-hmm. and then just kind of yeah. scroll through it and i found some pretty sweet stuff um okay that's a huge and i would say like i would say goodwill yeah so shopgoodwill.com and then uh put in uh divorce sale in craigslist and i think you'll i think you'll find some stuff Okay, I I love that. So, uh, second question on this. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Um, divorce sale. I can't get over the divorce thing. That's so, so smart. So, so smart. Good. What are the finds that are no questions asked, hands down, green light? Like what? Like if I see what, it's like yes, this is this is so good. I have to have it from like the 90s, from the 70s to the 90s. Like what? Are, what are the gems? Anything Mizuno. If it's got Mizuno on it, you buy it. Yes. Um, uh, beyond that, like the TaylorMade, if you stumble upon any of the TaylorMade R series stuff, so like the TaylorMade R580, the TaylorMade R5, R7, R7 Super Quad, like all those, um, those are sweet clubs, and and you can get you could get some pretty good deals um, um, every once in a while if you get lucky. So I would say those are sweet. Um, if I ever see anything Nike golf in the wild, I pretty much always get it because Sumo. Becoming... Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, my... absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. I somebody fulfilled this journey off of me seven years ago because I had my, my the first golf clubs I bought myself were were Nike Slingshot High Launch. Yeah. Oh, I and I, I sold those at a yard sale for like twenty bucks. Some <sighs> some bastard. I, I had them priced for like forty five, and he's like, "Well, my nephew." plays golf and he's left-handed but like i don't think he's that into it and i was moving it was literally yeah. i was moving to hawaii and i'm like i gotta get i gotta unload these so the guy just had me by the balls and i just i just basically gave them away and then i'm like i should hang on to those now my my two-year-old is left-handed and, and he would fit perfectly into these clubs it's such a it pains me every day yeah man okay yeah, well, would, let's just find yeah, a really divorced not... guy then and we can, and we can take him for a ride nick i'll <laughs> return the favor now you have the same excuse. You're like, oh, my son, he's left handed. I don't know if he's into it. Like, he doesn't yeah. even, you know, with utensils yet. He, he likes golf, but he also likes Paw Patrol, so it's hard to stay focused. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Hey, Tyler. Okay. Yeah. So the the big goal is the Oregon Am. Are, are you playing other tournaments leading up to that, or are you like, I'm just going to be in the lab and I'm not going to do a ton of competitions. I'm saving it all for the Oregon Am. Like, am I going to see you out at the Mid Am? 
Uh, I won't play them. I won't try to qualify for the mid-am, but I'm going to be playing like a bunch of like one-day events, sure. at, like with Northwest Golf Guys and the OGA Tour and things like that, just to get yeah. like competitive reps in. So I'm like a little less nervous because um, like that, yeah, tournament golf. I mean, even even like very um, uh, kind of low-stakes stuff like Northwest Golf Guys and all that stuff, where it's truly it's a hit and giggle um, that you could potentially win some cash. Um, it just, it's a little bit, it just feels different. And so, um, I, I want to get as many of those reps in as possible. Um, yeah, but I, I'm not going to do the, the mid am. I like, I gotta, I, cause like, right. I gotta get my, I gotta get some scores posted so I can get my handicap down a little bit. It's maybe a little, well, I wasn't going to ask because for- that is, that, that is part of it. You have to be sub five, right. To even enter the qualifier for the bit for the am. Yeah, and you know, I'm not. Uh, you know, maybe my handicap is a little higher than it probably should be. Um, sure, may have been. I may have been strategic in posting last year for, you know, gambling purposes. So well, fuzzy um, math. I get it. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, it's like uh, it's crazy. On my some of my best rounds, I happen to lose my scorecards, um, <laughs> which is tough. It's just like a tough situation. I'm really sad about it too. You know, I like to keep sure, of course, of those those good ones, but. I'm clumsy. So, um, um, yeah, so I, I, I just, I got to get some scores in and, and post them just so I can get under that sub five. And then I just, I got to grind like hell to, um, just clean up some things in the game. Um, cause I know like, I like statically, I have the game to probably qualify. Um, if, you know, if things go right, if, 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 you know, things are clicking, like I can do it. I'm just trying to, essentially right now, like my ceiling, my ceiling is high enough that I know I can do it. It's, I got to get my floor up way higher so that the, yeah. that variance so well is put. not as, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm working that's on so right well now. I'm put. trying to, trying to dig out the basement and, and vault that baby up. I love it, man. Um, why don't we take a quick commercial break? We'll come back. We're going to force Tyler to plan a trip for me and Nick, and then we're going to reward him with a fun game to close things out. So we're going to take a quick break. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Whether you're driving, cooking, or doing laundry, Progressive knows the podcasts you listen to go best when they're bundled with another activity. Much like how their progressive home and auto policies go best when they're bundled. Having these two policies together makes taking care of your insurance easier and could help you save too. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to progressive save over $775 on average. That's a whole lot of savings and protection for your favorite podcast listening activities. Like going on a road trip, cooking dinner, and even hitting the home gym. Yep, your home and your car are even easier to protect when you bundle your insurance together. Find your perfect combo. Get a home and car insurance quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $779 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Not available in all states. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Nick, I am coming to visit you soon. I'm going to be there for two days. We're going to play three rounds of golf. Tyler, we're trying to figure out the best way to do this. Nick, you, I feel like, have at least some vision in your mind of where to start with this. So why don't you kick it off? Yeah. I mean, Joe, I'm I'm really excited for, to, to play some golf with you. I'm, I'm excited that you're going to come visit. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm taking some time off of work. Like you said, we're, we're going to squeeze 54 holes into two days. It, it's going to be... <sighs> Just too much golf, which is the exact amount that I want to play. Um, and the wheels have been churning. Like, okay, I'm a big believer that golf is more about who you play with than where you play. So I was planning on taking Joe to some real, some real fringy courses. Um, Solid two-star courses coming my way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The it. kinds of courses that end up on the Mad Golfer of the Week. Um <laughs> And then I, I was kind of poking around today. Like like last week, I thought maybe we could sneak down to Beth Page. I was reminded by the lovely Mrs. Heidelberger that I'm responsible for daycare drop-off on those days. So, Joe, we have to squeeze our golf in between like we drop-offs at 8 a.m., sure. play some golf, try to find a play, place to do 36. So we've got some parameters. Um, but there is a supposedly a true, a true links course on Cape Cod. It's a nine hole loop that, that you just buzz around twice right on the, like, like it sounds like every hole is used of the Atlantic ocean. Wow. It's, it's $40 for 18 holes there. And we could totally drop Gavin and Sydney off at daycare, buzz out to the very end of Cape Cod, play 18 holes, <laughs> be, be home in time for happy hour. Wow. Um, or we could, Go down to Country View, you know, make two loops, 36 holes, uh, get a bunch of $2 Bud Lights. And, you know, that's another option. So the first thing I think we got to settle is, is like, what type of golf do we favor? Tyler, I want to hear your opinion about which of those two sounds more appealing because I have some thoughts, but I'm curious to get your view of this. Oh, man, I, I would say... Um... A link style nine holer that speaks to me in ways that most other golf courses don't. That 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 checks a couple boxes for me. So uh, and you know I do like Cape Cod quite a bit. Um, it's my it's where my wife's family uh, lives. So uh, I, I I love the Northeast in general, but um, but Cape Cod's very cool. So um, Ocean Views a nine holer, which is objectively sick, and then a link style course like. I don't really care what the other course looks like. That's probably what I'm picking. Yeah, I kind of have to side with Tyler. Um, I'm a little skeptical about the price. 40 bucks sounds a little too good to be true for an 18-hole round. Um, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. Like, what do you know about this place, Nick? Because it, it just sounds a little too good to be true. 40 bucks, Cape Cod, Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I mean... Um... Or is it a mystery box? We're just going to drive out and whatever's out there, that's what we're going to do. 
No, I, I, I looked through the course photos today. Um, in all honesty, I was writing an article for, for Golf Link and about like what is the, the actual thing. definition of a Lynx golf course? Because it's like actually like even though Lynx golf was invented in the 1400s, like it's actually a kind of blurry definition of like some people say it has to be on the ocean. Some people say like Whistling Straits is on Lake Michigan and that still counts because it meets all the other criteria. So there's like there's like these varying definitions of, of Lynx golf. And so I was reading this list of like true Lynx courses in the United States. And there's like, some people say there's only like eight and like Truro golf course on the very tip of Cape Cod, like somehow according to some lists, like qualifies as one of those. And so I'm looking at it and it's like, it's like a Muni. I swear to God, I looked at the thing. You can book a tea time for April 4th today. <laughs> like, like you can book a month in advance. I almost just, I almost just did it. Um, so, I, I mean, that's, that's what we're looking at. I think we have to do it. I mean, okay. Tyler, please, so, please tell us if we're wrong, but it sounds like you're going to agree no, with that's, us here. That's the right choice, honestly. Yeah, okay. I mean, if nothing else, it's $40 to find out what the hell's going on out there. And totally. I feel like that's pretty Totally. Cheap. Okay. So, so one day we're going to play so 18 holes at Cape Cod. Okay, done. I think the other day, Joe, we're playing 36 at Country View. Okay, I think that's our I think that's our rota. I was doing the math on the, on the daylight and the daycare drop off and pick yeah. up and, and all that situation. I don't think we have time to get to two different courses and play 36. I think we just got to we got to do it at the home. What time's uh, pick up? Country View. Four. Well, like four thirty, five o'clock. Um, you can't be late you know, to pick up your kids, Nick. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know. Can't be late to pick them up, and, and you, can, you know, because I'll you, get blamed. Ashley will blame me for this. Oh, for sure. I've never been late on my own volition. Um, <laughs> you know, so so okay. we've okay, got the like golf. It. So, so we've you got guys could golf possibly, you, you guys could probably negotiate a replay rate too if you played the same course. Mm. So. This is true. This is true. And that's yeah, your track, you Nick. Play. Right? You know those people. Well, I. I I've played there a couple of times, but I'll, you know, they'll, they'll know me soon enough. I love it. Um, okay. The next, the next thing we got to figure out is the format, Joe. And I, I, again, I've put some thought into this and okay. I don't know if you have to, I'm just going to throw an idea out there. Let me hear I, it. I want to hear your idea. I want like to hear Tyler's idea. Okay. 54 holes. has got to be some sort of competition. Um, I started thinking in my head again, wheels are turning. Like what would be fun? What would like keep us engaged the whole time? You know, it couldn't really be a runaway. And I kind of invented a two-man Ryder Cup. Okay. Did you? Hear, hear me out. Okay. okay. Day one, 36 holes at Country View. Each nine holes is worth one point. Okay. That's it. Worth four points. The match, the Lynx course on Cape Cod is a straight-up match play for two points. Okay. So the only way it could be decided on the day one is if one person wins all four nines on, on day one. If Even if it's three to one, you got one. You got a chance in the match on the Lynx course at Cape Cod. That could be fun. Joe, you play a lot more golf with other people. You, you have games and stakes going on. What are your thoughts? What's your reaction? Well, I love, I love the idea. I love the idea because um... – the notion of it being over day one, I think, really ruins it. Um, we want to extend this as much as possible. So yes. are you saying each nine is worth one point on 36 holes, and then the match is worth two points, match Just play. Whoever wins that match gets two points. So Correct. if there is a three-to-three three tie, 
who gets the cup because no one has it right now. You can't retain the cup if no one has it. The the tiebreaker. I have thought about this. Oh, believe me. Oh, great. M- most holdouts. Most holdouts. Oh, over the so over we keep the four holes. So we keep track of over the fifty four holes. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyler, the wrinkle is that what we're probably separated by ten strokes right now, Nick. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Okay. So we need something that can keep us both in it and not have it be a runaway. So obviously we're going to use strokes when we're out there playing those different match plays. Yeah. Generally speaking, I like this. I think we can probably introduce some fun wrinkles. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, protecting, yeah, protecting against a blowout is good. Um, I would, I would introduce, you know, some side action personally. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, to, for sure. Because here's here's the thing. Say the unthinkable happens, and you do have just just a, a goose egg on. You know, someone throws up a goose. Somebody egg mops on the floor in country view. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So now what are we doing? All right. So now mm-hmm. you could introduce like a dots game, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could you could extend that through the entire the whole thing. So you know you got your sandies and your. Um, I mean, your, your hoagies, all of, all of the good stuff. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I don't know, whatever you put on a, qu- a quarter, 10 cents on the, on the dots. And then, um, and then, you know, at, at a certain point, it's just racking up dots um, and, and trying to keep it, trying to keep that going. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I would say there's, there's something, there's something there. Uh, then beyond that, you could go, on the other end and, and add in um, like punishments for, for certain things. Ooh. So um, now we're like, talking. you know, doubles or water balls or something like that. You Four be, butts. You know, taking, <laughs> taking clubs out of the bag, you know, we yeah. could talk about having to tee off with a putter. If you three, you know, if you four jack, mm. I don't know. You can get weird with that kind of stuff. And I always thought that was, that's interesting to like, to, wow. to, to um, kind of mix up like how the game's actually played. Um, I love so, that. I think, I think dots is great. We've been really into quarters in my group lately. Just bring in a bag of quarters, you do a skin oh, and you funny. hand the quarters after every hole, because it's really nice to just like walk over to a buddy after he misses like a three footer for par to lose. And you're like, Hey, can I have five quarters? It feels great. It feels <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then, and then you keep them in your pocket and you kind of jingle them a little bit before your buddy. Yeah. When it's like a, it's like 100%. a mental play. Yeah, it's a great needle. It's a fun tactile thing. (laughs) Okay, well, there you go. So, okay, we got got Mountain View, we got Cape Cod, we got Ryder Cup style, and then we'll play dots on top of it. Okay. I think we're settled. Tyler, you have been so generous with your time. You are the first guest on At The Turn to experience the new Turn 10. It is brought to you by Piper Golf 10 Rapid Fire Questions. Brought to you by the best damn ball in the game. Go to piper.golf. Use that promo code TURN10 at checkout to save 10%. Tyler, are you ready? I'm so ready. Number one, Spieth or JT? Uh, I'm going to go Spieth. Number two, would you rather get paired with a rude golfer or a slow golfer? A rude golfer. Number three. Pro V1 or the field? The field. Number four, walk or ride? 
Uh, walk. Number five, favorite on-course beverage. Um, Coors Light. Number six, how many balls are in your pockets while you play? Uh, in my pants pocket, zero. Or I mean, there's the mm. one. I, I get, so I'm teeing off. If I'm teeing off, uh, or before I've teed off, I have it in my pocket, but once it's out of my pocket, there's there's not a second ball in there. Just the one that's in play. There you go. <laughs> Number seven, tougher to play in the wind or the rain? Um, that's, it's probably tougher to play in the wind. Number eight, have you ever broken a club out of anger? Uh, Yes, I threw a club out of anger and it happened to break. I wasn't intending to break it, but I tossed a club. It it launched into a tree and snapped over one of the branches. Yeah, I love this. I love this. I tossed it and it launched into a tree. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Number nine, farthest distance you've hold out from Tyler. Uh, 235 yards. Whoa! Can we hear about that? I'm going to pause turn 10. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was in a high school tournament and, uh, it was par five is at quail. And, uh, it was, uh, I, I forget which hole it is, but like the, the second shot's kind of blind. You kind of shoot through, you like hit through this shoot and I hit a three wood, just absolutely pured it. And, um, and it rolled in. Wow. Whoa. That's it was. So I don't have a hole in one. I don't have a hole in one, but I have. I have. A, Who needs one? A, a, a really big bird. Yeah. Wow. All right. Number ten. What is the last course you played, and what'd you shoot? Last course I played was um was oh was uh I played Witch uh, Pumpkin Ridge Witch Hollow, and I shot eighty four. There he is, Fade and Fairway across social media, the short set king. You can find him trying to qualify for the Oregon State Amateur with less than 14 clubs. Tyler Munns, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tyler. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.